What songs even came out this year? I'm so foggy. I mean, think about think about who I like a lot. It wouldn't be churches. Nope. Um, sure. Uh, Bon Iver. No. All right. So this is probably bad content. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Putting the episode out a little later this week. Okay, just having a rough day. Pete is under the weather, and I am dying of a broken heart <laughs> because the sweet, sweet, record-breaking, historical New England Revolution, we're a one and done. And it feels like, a, oh, yeah, of course that happened. But honestly, I don't know enough about soccer or the revolution. I don't know if this is what they do, but they had the best season in the history of Major League Soccer. Had about three years off because they were so good and they got a bye in addition to this long layoff they had. And they just lost their first game back and watched it in the blistering cold. Had Jeff, had RL, had Nauco. It was an epic game. Should have been, honestly, like the most fun I've ever had. And now I just don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I um, I, I do think that that's sort of what the revolu- revolution do. I feel like I remember them constantly losing in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, they're constantly disappointing and never getting the job done in the playoffs. So like they're kind of like the Leafs. Um, but but they know, are in the final sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Um, and. You know, the game yesterday, I I was supposed to be there. I was very disappointed yes. that I couldn't go, feeling not good. And it's funny how, like, now when you don't feel good, you're very much way more considerate of other people, or at least people you should bail. be now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, normally, if I was feeling the way that I felt yesterday, I'd be like, ah, uh, guys, I think I got, like, a cold or something. I'm not feeling great, but I'm going to I'm gonna tag along. I'm going to be a champ. I'm going to be a trooper. I'm going to show up for the or boys. if you said, hey, I think I'm feeling a cold. I think I'm going to sit this one out. What do you think would be the topic of conversation the entire time with you not there? It would be how much of a P word I was. P word, A word, whatever. <laughs> L word, liar. That, that, that's where I would start. <laughs> What that I, say, I that's that I was duck, ducking the um ducking the game just for just because yeah, I didn't want to like, go. Yeah, they have a bad reputation in the playoffs. No, I don't <laughs> know. Sometimes I mean I've bailed on things where I'm not feeling it. Not necessarily I'm not feeling well, but okay. just like don't necessarily have the right energy to do it. No, nah, I wanted so to go. I was excited. I'll lie about a little it. bit. I was excited to go. I wanted to go. I wanted to hang with the fellas wanted to see this big game i did end up watching like the last 30 minutes of the big game anyway and oh it was exciting as hell and i sort of had fomo until they lost and i was like okay i'm pretty glad i'm not there it was crazy like i know that they obviously don't fill the place because they don't sell um the like top area for Mm -hmm. soccer games but when tejan buchanan tied it in overtime uh it the place was absolutely chaotic i was screaming we were jumping up and down hugging and the nycfc had in addition to not having a team name did not have 11 players because they got a red card and 
I was like, man, when they tied it, I was like, this is done. Revs have the best goalkeeper in the league. They got the best goalie on penalties in the league. So whatever, just get this to penalties and this game is over. Matt Turner and, didn't make a single save, man. Yeah, but that's not all. Like, yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's extremely hard to ever blame the goalkeeper for right. not stopping penalties. That seems next to impossible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was disappointing. And, you know, I, I, um, I, I think you said that they didn't fill the place, but I think that's more of a product of that arena or that stadium being too yeah. big for soccer. Not. For, oh, definitely. Right. So it's. You know, the atmosphere looked good. Place was going crazy when they tied it. Like, that was as hype I've seen an MLS game maybe ever. Yeah, I mean, um, places like Seattle, Portland, oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I guess, and yeah. Atlanta. They go like, nuts. Atlanta don't give a fuck about the Falcons, but if... Well, I wonder why. If you're right. But if... Why can't I think of their name? Atlanta soccer to atlanta united fc if atlanta united has a game you bet the benz is packed so this this was though the most like energy i've seen from a crowd for a revs game and honestly in hindsight when they tied it they really should have been like okay we still have a man advantage let's end this thing right now but they almost did damn. too they had that um they had that great one-on-one opportunity um and there was a big save from uh New York City FC so uh big bummer i'm sorry about your your yeah. beautiful boys um yeah it's the, i mean NYCFC is the team that they didn't want to get in that round but man whatever they got to the conference final the previous year they still have an awesome team they're going to lose Tayshawn Buchanan who was an absolute beast yesterday but Man, you're sounding whatever. Like, this you're is sounding like a I, real loser. You sounded yeah. like a real loser here. It's like they I had a great like a season. Fan. They had a great season. They still got some nice pieces. No, no, they were the best yeah. team in the league all year long. And that's easy for me to say this because I didn't really. No, watch legitimately, them, they were like, like it was no, never. I, close. I know, I know, and I know it's factual, but it's easy for me to be like, no, no. They blew it because I, I didn't watch them and I wasn't invested in them all year long, but like they fucking blew it. They did. And it feels, I don't know, this is the most like a sports fan I've felt in a long time. I'm kind of desensitized from a lot of the Boston sports stuff. Um, and I don't get to watch every Chargers game because the world is stupid. I feel like if somebody wants to watch a team and is willing to pay for it, they should be able to do it. But I don't get to watch every Chargers game, so I don't feel as heartbroken when they do something stupid because also like part of rooting for the Chargers is knowing they're going to do something stupid. This is truly like a, hey, I got in sort of ground floorish and I've seen this meteoric rise and now here we are. We are finally showing the world <laughs> what is up and then they crash and burn. So uh yeah you that's texted me, sad you texted me yesterday and you were legitimately upset and i felt bad and i was like mm, this is why i choose to uh root for a <laughs> soccer team that just perpetually sucks and at best is mediocre no expectations no disappointment baby that's right that's the way to do it um spotify wrapped is out and as our friend uh kj threw out there we now have minutes Perhaps hours 
but minutes before everybody yells about people posting about Spotify wrapped. And I'm sure at some point I've complained about like too much Spotify wrapped. And I've probably said, I don't care about your Spotify wrapped or whatever, but I've also now been on the internet long enough to know that of the things that people post (laughs) online, a list of the music they like is more than welcome relative to some of the other posts you'll get yeah that's fair that's that's quite fair especially now with like twitter behavior and all the annoying things that happen on twitter it's you know seeing what people are are into and what sort of you know scratches what sort of itches they scratch i'm into that and uh you know being this is my first year with first full year with spotify wrapped in spotify so i'm happy to be participating lightly i'm i'm very uh I'm very cautious of being annoying with it. So I'll be annoying on the podcast, not on Twitter. Uh, what were, how, how are you looking? What was, what was popping off on yours? Um, so mine is, mine is uh, soiled a little bit by, by um, streaming. Same. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vineyard Nights was in my top five. And I was like, I did not like ever choose to listen to, vineyard nights i heard that enough times while finishing it off and then i was like oh like when i did a stream if i did a stream like an nfl draft stream or something like that yeah you the just only stuff it. i knew that wouldn't get dmca'd <laughs> was vineyard nights so i just played vineyard i played all three of those songs but i was like why would how did that happen that but, is kind of hilarious that like your own shit ends up on the top of your spotify rap that's just like but for that excuse is very very funny to me. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't like, when I saw it I was like wait, this is a mistake. And I was like now I don't want to tell people about my Spotify wrapped. How did um my top listen to song is Crab Rave by Noise Storm. What's that? You don't know Crab Rave? No. <clears throat> it's like this weird EDM song. It's uh it's quite a banger, but uh we play it during Marbles a lot. And so uh that that was played 80, 83 times on Spotify this year, and somehow that was enough to get it to the top of the list. Like, I feel like I've played more songs more than 83 times. Yeah, interesting. I was surprised by that, too. My, um, I forget how many... My number one song was Wonder by Natalie Merchant, which uh, I'd like to keep that going for next year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was surprised by some of the stuff that I didn't see on there because like, especially if I was on like an Abacic or something like that, I'll just listen to one song 10 billion times. So I don't know. I was surprised. Uh, shout out Houndmouth. Mackenzie. Yeah. I saw you tweet that. Somehow ends up being number two, despite it only being on Spotify for like 13 seconds. But if there were like an honest music you listened to wrapped, I had it on my phone for months before and it was just like in my files and I listened to it all the time. So I would say that I listened to that song more than anything, but it just okay. wasn't always on Spotify. What do you think that my uh, number one? So I'm going to I'm going to base it off of like number one, not DMC or like DMCA. Like what's the the top song that I would get in trouble for like playing on stream? Because that sort of dictates what song I listen to the most. That you would oh okay like, by um, free will not on stream. Is it the Home Depot theme? <laughs> no, but that's a good guess. 
That is a good guess. No, it's uh, not. But that would be a fucking hilarious if your top played song was just the Home Depot theme. Uh, shoot. I don't know. It wasn't a new song, right? It was a new song. Oh, it, it was. It came out this year, yeah. Came out this year. Shoot. Nothing that was Taylor's version. Nope. What songs even came out this year? I'm so foggy. I mean, think about think about who I like a lot. It wouldn't be churches. Nope. Um, sure. Uh, bon Iver? No. All right. So this is probably bad content. Just listening yeah. to you guys. Uh, John Mayer. It's a John Mayer song. Oh right. Okay. Would it be? Oh, is it just? Uh, Fucking Last Train Home? Yeah, that's my number one, like, new song listened to. Okay, that's funny. Or that's 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 cool. Um, that's Ken funny. Jack. Ken <laughs> Jack did. will be on Tomato <laughs> Fights this week, by the way. But Ken Jack had the best Spotify rap tweet I've ever seen, which is, my lady listens to uh, Spotify while I'm at, my Spotify while I'm at work, and she absolutely tanked my <laughs> rap with John Mayer. And it was just all John Yeah, that's Mayer the best songs. part. That's the best part. Like, it wasn't like one John Mayer song mixed into uh, Ken Jack's listening. It was literally exclusively John Mayer, which I'm a big John Mayer guy, but like, she has to be crazy about John Mayer to have like a bunch of old John Mayer songs exclusively make up the Spotify wrapped. I was surprised, uh, guess I just feel like was not in my top five because I ended up doing for like a week. I did that for just all day, every day. So everyone share your Spotify wraps. I'll also say this. Uh, I don't believe that everyone just so happens to be in the top 0.5% yeah, right? of yeah. an artist's listens. Everybody posts a, oh, I was in the top five, top oh five percent for for me. It said I was top oh five percent for Billy Joel, and maybe could be. I listen to a lot of Billy Joel, but I don't believe that every person has that because I don't know if everybody listens to Spotify that much. Mm-hmm. So, calling light BS, light shenanigans on on that. Which um, which Vineyard Night song do you think was my most played? Uh there's it's uh 240 248 and 305 is uh 240 is that is 240 vineyard nights too i don't know you made it man let me look vineyard nights uh 240 is the one that you like so is it 240 no 248 is actually the first one yeah 248 is the best one which one is that one 248 bangs 248 is the first one. Oh, okay. 248. I think I think we got some 248s mm. on uh, people's Spotify wraps. Getting the occasional tagged in a social post. Love that. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about social media yesterday. And Naoko was like, if you could do social media all over again, like knowing how it works, what would you do differently? And I was like, I'd love to say that I just wouldn't use it, but... I don't know. I honestly, I probably don't think I would do anything differently. And then Ryan and I got into a conversation about how posting rocks. <laughs> posting he does like, rock. Yeah. He's like, I'd love to just say that I would post a little less. He was like, but you know what? You no, know it's friggin' the coolest posting. <laughs> 
Do you have um? Do you have anything that's like super surprising on your list? Uh, I mean, I was surprised by Vineyard okay. Nights. Uh, but uh, let's see. On my list, I had so it was Natalie Merchant. It was Houndmouth. It was um. There is a song by what's my man's name? Eli something. Uh, it's it's called Somebody Made for Me. It's by Oh Emmett Rhodes and. It was a guy that recorded a bunch of stuff and it didn't re- in like the late 60s and it didn't come out until like the mid 2000s, like 2005 or something like that. And he has a song called Somebody Made For Me that is one of the best songs I've ever heard. So that was up there. Okay. Uh, a Pigeon Club song was on there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Wayne. Worry About It was up there and love that because when Wayne was making the record, I was hottest on Living Proof That I'm a Fraud. And then when it all came out, I was just listening to it all. So worry about it. Shout out Pigeon Club. Shout out uh, our buddy Wayne. I'm going to see Wayne in a few days. That's going to be awesome. Love seeing that cool bro. First time uh, in California for the uh, the old sweet boy over here. Yeah, super That's weird. Never, never been to California. I was telling a friend, uh, someone asked if I wanted to do something next week, and I was like, I'm going to be in L.A., and he was like, oh, yeah, you're such an L.A. guy. And I was like, I've never been. And he was like, oh. You seem like an L.A. guy. I, I, could like, a, I could see you being an L.A. guy, but it's I, I think it's stunning that you've never been to L.A. That uh, is, honestly, if we were to ever do like a life or death, never have I ever game, I would I would win on the old never have ever been to California. Yeah, I've been to crazy. Vancouver so many times and I've never been to California. Crazy. crazy. Uh, Opposite. So, yeah, I'm going to. Been to uh, what's that? It's an opposite for me. Been to California a bunch, never Vancouver, and it's on my uh, Vancouver seems like a random place to have gone a bunch of times. That's true. You did it for work. It's right. Um, but uh, by the way, don't forget to uh, to pack your toothbrush when you head to LA because packing a toothbrush is essential for for good hygiene and good good health practices. Gotta think too. And you know what? You you should pack that Quip toothbrush that you have because Quip is fantastic uh you know quip is a toothbrush that is electric and it's loved by over seven million miles it has time sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to help you guide a dentist recommended two minute clean we've talked about this plenty of times Mm. you ain't brushing your teeth for two minutes unless you got one of them self-time toothbrushes because two minutes while brushing your teeth feels like at least 14 minutes I'll tell you this. It's going to be a long plane ride to L.A. Don't <laughs> know what I'm going to do. the whole time. I could brush my teeth 180 times because that would 180 Ooh. times two. I don't think that's good for your teeth, though. 360, and I believe 360 divided by six is 60. Yeah, 100, if I just brush my teeth 180 times using a quip toothbrush, call me Ben Folds because I've landed. You've landed with no enamel on your teeth because you've stripped all of it away. So please don't do that. Stick to the healthy practices. Quip will help you do it. Only two minute sessions, please. <laughs> couple two times, c- couple times a day. Yeah. Uh, Quip is a light. It comes with a lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh them down. It, it also comes with a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. That'll be big for you. Uh, yeah. Reusable handles in a in a sleek 
range of metal hues, including all black and all pink. Also got some plastic colors in there. You can also get like rewards and stuff for sticking to your brushing regimen. So uh, a lot of cool features for Quip. Go to getquip.com slash brunch right now and you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip, Q-U-I-P dot com slash brunch. Quip, the good habits company. The good habit that you could make is being a brunch Patreon subscriber because we still do have the $300 tier available for only $5, and Ooh, that is just deal. an absolute steal. If you are on there at patreon.com slash listen to brunch, you will get a new tomato fights this week because we've yet to record it, but we will have Ken Jack on to do our lowest rated matchup yet, and we dip into the 60s. But we just scrape the top, no inappropriate jokes. It is a 69. It is a matchup of Dirty Dancing versus Hitch. And I had never seen either of those movies before. I have now seen them. I now have copious notes on them. I am very excited to determine which of these two films is better. Yeah, um, I've seen bits and pieces of Hitch. I don't know if I'd ever seen it start to finish. Had never seen Dirty Dancing. We will talk about this on the podcast, but I had no idea what Dirty Dancing was. Or I mean, I knew I thought I, knew I the did. Scene, and I didn't. Right? I knew I knew like ideas of it, but like everything that I that I thought about the premise and plot of Dirty Dancing was way off, and uh, it was a uh, it was an experience to watch that. So I'm excited to talk about it. Ken Jack is great. Uh, if you listen to Lights Camera Podcast slash Lights Camera Barstool. We've done some stuff with them in the past. It's always fun. So uh, Ken Jax is a is a very good dude, very funny. I'm quite excited to uh, to to go ahead and and talk to him and do that podcast. So on Friday on the Patreon, anybody who's a member of the five dollar tier will get two week uh, two week early access to it before it hits the main feed. Uh, I believe that the Randy Havens episode will hit the main feed next week. Jay Baruchel's episode went up. Uh, this past week so uh, if you haven't checked that out yet head to the main feed we're still working on getting it on apple music or apple podcast Um, apple podcast is not uh is not making any friends over here i'll tell you that there's been a there's been a real uh hiccup in trying to just get this podcast on apple podcasts and we're working on it it is the biggest pain in my ass ever because i've now done multiple calls and things that just i Honestly, it makes me want to quit podcasting forever to know that I will never have to do anything like this again. But we are working to get it on there. If not, that Spotify will work. That also allows you to do the whole wrapped thing. So I do love whatever, the idea right? of, of, of the podcast being Spotify exclusive. Not not by the means of any official deal, but just right. because we're too inept to get it on any other platform. Oh, no, no, no. I have been assured this is not an us thing. Okay, great. This is a this is a them thing, and this is a huh. Don't know why it's like that. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, well, you got to make it not like that anymore. <laughs> you got to make it not like that anymore. It'd be great to have Ken Jack on. Ken Jack, a Chargers fan, which That's I right. like, but also a big NYCFC fan. So tough time. I might uh, kick his ass. We'll see. He's going to be perfect for this matchup, though. I think that Ken Jack is great for. A 60s discussion he's yeah. awesome for a 90s discussion but he'll be uh he'll be excellent for this so looking forward to that and next week we'll be doing more of the uh 
We'll be doing more Netflix slash Hulu Christmas movie talk on the Patreon. So you got lots of good stuff coming. Also, next week's main episode will be a full-on licorice pizza episode. We went to New York. We saw it. It seems it seems a little too soon to do a big licorice pizza episode right now because we're really giving nobody any chance to have seen it. Mm-hmm. This way, if we do it next week, it can be more of like a, if you've seen it by now, awesome. If you're still a couple of weeks out from being able to see it, then this will make you look forward to it. So yeah. next week, we'll go all the way in on licorice pizza and we'll do a say, bunch of Heim stuff. I, and I think that anybody who follows you on Twitter knows, but like, and I think anybody that knows either one of us, there was very little chance that we weren't going to like this movie. But love. it it was it was awesome. I uh, I very very much loved the movie, and I'm so happy that I can say that. Yeah, walking out, the first thing I said to you was, "I don't know what I or anyone could expect me to <laughs> think or say right now, but it is obviously that was my favorite thing. It's the most enjoyable movie I've seen in so long." It's great. We'll again, we'll do like a breakdown of it next week, but I'm so glad we went to see it. I'm so glad it's amazing. It is Paul Thomas Anderson's uh lightest most lightest uh there's there's words I can use, but I don't want to give anything away. We can save it for next week. But it it's great and Alana Heim's great, Cooper Hoffman great soundtrack amazing there was one part that you said afterwards you were like that was just catered Mm -hmm. specifically to each and every one of my interests yeah i'm very excited for everyone to see it and love it because they will yeah it was a it was a fun trip we we uh made a day trip to new york uh left early in the morning went saw licorice pizza had ourselves a day came back that night what a yeah. what a trip for the boys. Yeah, we were going to get a hotel, but we instead did the adult version of spending our lunch money on candy, which was we went to the NHL shop during the day and we we're like, there's so much stuff here we want. Oh, we want to get all these things. And we we're like, what if we just spend the hotel money <laughs> on some sweet hockey jerseys? So in New York, we each got rangers jerseys and then went and skated on rockefeller plaza and looked like just about the biggest tourists in the world for it was so fun it was it it was was great that was so fun Uh, it was great and i gotta say uh the the nhl store in new york city was uh was very cool like i felt like a kid in a candy shop but God, they need to cater more to small people. They had Yo, no small they, yeah. jerseys. I had to get a blank New York Rangers throwback jersey because they didn't have any players that I that I could fit into. I wanted a Brian Leach jersey so bad. Uh, DJ ended up getting a uh, Wayne Gretzky throwback, which Famously, is very he cool. Played for for the Rangers, that's right. His most most well famous for that. Yeah. Yes. Um. So you know. I was a bit disappointed. I'm still going to look into seeing if I can get um, a player put on the jersey. But, yeah, it was very funny to me that we were just, like, walking around New York City in two Rangers jerseys 
when the the team wasn't playing that day. Yes, and then, and then we hit the hit the rink for a nice light skate, and oh yeah. boy. Was there ever a story to come out of uh, skating at, at Rockefeller, uh, the Rockefeller rink? We, we of course, we wanted to get a picture. So we skated around. We, we identified somebody that, like, might be able to take our picture. We went up to this nice young lady, and we were like, hey, would you mind? And she was very, very down for it. She's like, yeah, for sure. I'll take your picture. And as soon as, as, soon as I handed her my, my phone... Her boyfriend right behind her popped a knee. He popped it a was, knee. It was honestly simultaneous. It was like a perfect storm where as she turned to you and took her f- phone, like honestly, a, a complete tie because she wouldn't have started to turn if she didn't know he was hitting a knee. And he wouldn't have hit a knee if he thought that she was now tangled up with these two strapping men from Boston. And it was... Seriously, a perfect storm of what the fuck do we do? Because we could see her boyfriend on a knee behind her. She had her your phone in her hand, so we couldn't say never mind and go away. And and she turned she turned around when you when you were like, uh, I think that your your boyfriend uh, is trying to give something. I said, I think there's something over there. Oh, okay. And she turned around and I and like I was obviously awkward. I was like, oh, she turned around, looked at him and goes. Don't worry, it's it's not an engagement ring. It's fine. And then, like a second later, she was like, "Uh, wait, it might be." <laughs> it was so I don't weird. understand that. That was the most confusing part of it. Yeah, seriously, it's like it well, was your boyfriend is context on, yeah. context clues. It was. I don't know if this guy over here was like pulling a lot of Jim Halperts, where he would like yeah. be walking with her and then like tie his shoe as like a fake out proposal. But it seemed quite clear to everybody that this guy was on one knee in the middle of the skating rink, sort of a romantic place to do it, and she just wasn't buying it. I mean, earlier in the day, he had said, will you make me the happiest man in the world and get me a cup of coffee because that would energize me greatly. So maybe that's the type of stuff he was up to. But uh, so then when she turned around and uh, ripped an engagement. She handed me my phone back first, by the way. Dude, that was that was very quite awkward. Important. That was quite awkward. She gave me my phone back, and I and I no, just want... she needed to though. It would have been so weird if oh yeah, if she then like was with her boyfriend and like hugging and yeah. kissing and everything. And I was like, oh, and excuse me, can I be like, uh, excuse me, I'm roaming. <laughs> uh, she gave me my phone back, and I immediately took off. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Uh, you, I think, also did that, but then. Oh a no! Few, a few strides later, yeah, I think you were like a few strides into to dipping out of there. You were like, "Wait!" And this is to oh, credit to I, you. You were like, "Oh, we should we should snag pictures of them. This is a big moment for them." Yeah, I did a. Uh, I just skated backwards, just pivoted a little bit, and then you're in perfect position to get a picture of them getting engaged. And I took two awesome ones, and I realized yesterday I only gave them one of them. Because there was one where he's on a knee proposing and she's got her hands over her face. And then there was another one, though, where they were hugging. And I was like, ah, shit. I should. I did. It ended up being like a whole airdrop thing. They were very nice. Didn't get their names, but they're now engaged and forever ingrained good for in them. the brunch story. 
they took our picture afterwards. Yep. Not the best photographers, I would say. <laughs> no. But it was uh it was tough circumstances though. Like the lighting was weird. She she did her best. The pictures I took of them were good. <laughs> and I'm not good at taking pictures. Well. So maybe we just I know look we clearly identified the wrong person either way. Like yeah. but it, it was very funny that like in a packed skating rink full of maybe like a 75, 100 people or something like that. We picked yeah. the one person who was seconds away from getting engaged. Yeah. About 20 minutes later, had another good normal interaction. Uh, a man who is like not elderly, but pushing elderly. Yeah. Was like, hey, aren't you on TV? And I was like, what? Huh? And he was like, ah, and then he fell down. <laughs> that's that's. That's summing it up quite succinctly, but I I played a role in this. The man yeah, you said crashed into the me man something? said something to you, so you like stopped skating and to like have this conversation. And I am famously not very good at stopping on skates, so I just plowed into the back of you, and like you were pushed into the man, and the man. Oh no, 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 that's not true. I didn't know there was no contact. Oh, there was no contact. Okay, well, no, then... no, no, no. He was just startled. Oh, okay, maybe then that's why I I maybe like, but maybe slammed you, into the back of you and me. startled him, and then yes. he just went down really hard. And that was horrifying. And then when he got up, he was like, I'm okay. And I'm like, oh, uh, do you want to talk about Boston sports? And he was like, uh, sure. I was like, I just, I, it was the worst. I felt so bad. But, you know, when you feel bad, that's part of life. And you got to do whatever you can to feel good, whether that's therapy or whether that is new mood. If you've tried new weight, you know how effective it is. And new mood is just as helpful in helping to manage the daily stress and anxious thoughts that run through all of our brains all the time. New mood is here to guide you to mental wellness and gives you the tools you need to tackle stress so you'll feel empowered to take on whatever life throws at you. It can be stressful to tackle your stress. Just thinking about your stress brings along stress, just piles on top of itself. So having a useful resource like new mood with a team of dedicated coaches to give you a support system helps you so much on your journey. You'll see big changes, how you approach a stressful situation, how your own relationship with your moods. That's a big thing. And this is backed by science lessons based in psychology based principles that teach you about your relationship with stress and anxiety. It's got a variety of tools and techniques to try out and discover. And best part, it's accessible and convenient. Only 10 minutes a day can do whenever or wherever you need to do. So be stronger than the stress. We know you are. It doesn't get to control you. Equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to steer yourself to happiness. Navigate the program at your own pace. And you're going to have a support of the coach along the way. With new mood, taking care of your mental wellness is empowering. All you need is 10 minutes a day, and it's an app, so it's there for you anytime, anywhere. Worry less, feel happier. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash brunch. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash brunch. Take care of your uh, mentals, people. 
Yeah, a big thing in New York. Uh, our guy Sandy died. It wasn't yeah. good. What wasn't good days for us? We lost yeah. Sandy. We did lose Sandy. You hate Stephen Sondheim, the great Stephen Sondheim. That was our guy. Didn't uh, didn't really know his music or know that he was still alive, but that one kind of rocked us a little bit. So being in New York it was, after Sandy died was on was Broadway. Basically, we were like right on Broadway and. Weirdly enough, the night before I had um <coughs> I had watched uh Tick Tick Boom, which is the uh the new Andrew Garfield movie about the guy um Jonathan Larson who wrote Rent mm. and uh Stephen Stephen Ston- Stephen Sondheim is in that movie, well like portrayed in that movie and uh is plays like a pretty a fairly decent role in it. So that was a uh, weird timing. I don't know if I'd ever like thought about Stephen Sondheim before that, seeing that movie, and then he was just dead the next day. Quite sad. Interest- interesting. I thought about Sondheim when uh, when Marriage Story came out and Adam Driver sang "Being Alive," and it was awesome. And I was like, "What's that song?" Because it absolutely honks, and it's "Being Alive" from Company which is a Sondi original. He wrote it all by himself. And I was like, damn, I should get into musical theater. Every friend I have that has lived in New York at any point gets into musical theater and they see all these great plays. I'm going to be in New York in a couple of weeks. I was planning on going to see company, but doesn't seem honestly, like that's probably going to happen anymore. There's still tickets available, but I, I got to figure out like because the, the tickets available don't seem like they're great seats. And I don't know. Broadway heads, let me know like how important seats are at a play. Like, is it a thing where there isn't a bad seat in the house? Because some of these seats look like they could be bad seats in the house. But losing Sandy was tough. Hey, DJ, you're going to L.A. Uh, I know you're going to need to pack. You're going to need to bring some stuff. You're going to be there for a while. So, uh let me go ahead and recommend my favorite brand of suitcases because away suitcases Whoa. absolutely rock. I have one and I use it whenever I travel and I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it's a great and functional suitcase that comes in a variety of sizes, has v- some very cool features. Uh, they've got some great colors 360 spinner wheels, modern materials, compression pads, so you can pack more than you'll ever use. And I know that you love this one. They come with like those laundry bags built in. Love that. That's the best part. So that you can separate your uh, your dirties from your cleans. So important. All Away thinks about is travel, and that reflects in their products. So uh, if you're thinking about travel, if anybody in your life is thinking about travel, your mom, your dad, your loved ones, people you don't love, your upstairs neighbors, the delivery guy, your friends, your barista, me, you, if you want to get a gift for anybody this holiday Those season. Those rowdy baggage handlers. That's right. You know, if you want to get a gift or you want to uh, just help somebody upgrade their travel game this holiday season, away travel will... Uh, will have you covered with plenty of great products. They uh, have a full range of all things travel at awaytravel.com and go ahead and give the gift that's on everybody's mind. Explore Away Travel's full range of all things travel and start your 100-day trial today by going to awaytravel.com slash brunch. That's awaytravel.com slash brunch and give the gift of travel 
that's on everybody's mind. I'm going to run through uh, This Is Sandy on uh, Spotify. Let's see if we know any of his songs. This is Stephen Sandy. It looks like a beautiful man. Uh, Send in the Clowns. That's the first one on it. I know that because it is sung in Joker by uh, the the guy, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie. Yeah. The bullies are the, the, the stock bros. The uh, Wall the Street train? Bros beat him up and sing okay. a Sandy number to him. Do they sing the? Do they sing in in that movie? I don't remember. Yes, so okay. and I know that because on the great podcast Advanced Analytics with Guy and Paul, Paul Williams does a Paul's movie reviews, and he does a Paul's movie reviews of Joker, and he called it a trash film, and said. Let me just describe how bad this movie is in, in one scene. And he describes that scene. He said these Wall Street guys are giving him a hard time. They then walk over to him and begin singing Sondheim's Send in the Clowns. And they know all of the words. And I was like, ah, Sondy number. Okay. So uh, everything's coming up roses. It's from Gypsy. Don't know that one. You? No. Company from Company? I don't know that. Nope. Losing My Mind from Follies? I've never even heard of Follies. No, none of this is ringing a bell. I'm not a big musical theater guy. Tonight from West Side Story. Being Alive from Company, I know. I'm telling you, though, I'm scrolling through all these. I've never even heard of these names. And these are some of the most famous songs ever. Yeah, I got to get into Sondheim. Do you feel like uh, musical theater is making a push <clears throat> um, towards like the the silver screen? Because it feels like a yeah. a lot of that a lot of um, you know maybe that's been around for a while. Like you know we watch Chicago for tomato fights, but I feel like more and more there are frequent um, adaptations from the stage to the screen, and now we're even starting to see like. The, the tick tick boom we're getting like backstories of musical theater and like the people yeah. who wrote them so like i wouldn't be surprised if there was a sondheim biography coming out at some point in the near future like i, I feel like that's sort of um in vogue now well famously there is a sandy musical that's coming to the silver screen west side story yeah but that's like i'm saying that's you know starring that, baby drivers <laughs> right Ansel Elgort, John Hamm. Um, no, I'm I'm saying like a, his actual biography, not one of his works. I mean, I think that we, you and I already know so much about Sondheim that I don't think we need a That's biography. True. That's true. I was, man, you could have told me that Sondheim lived in the 1700s, or you could have told me that he lived in any time, and I would have been like, word, crazy. It's it just I don't know. It's weird when. Uh, we all have pop culture blind spots, but it's just weird when uh, you realize how much there is of something that you know nothing about and yeah. everybody else loves it. Right. Yeah. I think musical theater might like start transitioning to be like our biggest blind spot because I do feel like Tomato Fights is chipping away at some of those movie blind spots that we yep. had. Like we didn't see Dirty Dancing. And uh, eventually I feel like we're going to knock off a lot of blind spots through tomato fights so we have to have something that well i guess that's not true we have plenty of things that we're still quite ignorant about yeah but 
musical theater might remain one of them. All right, so uh, Stephen Sondheim special on Tomato Fights. Look forward to it. It's uh, it's going to be really, really good. I'll tell you what, man. Um, Curb is slipping last couple laps. Had gotten off yeah. to a strong start, but what and whatever, that's fine. Like Curb stunk last year, so any good Curb I'll take, and any mediocre Curb I'm like, ah, whatever. He's old, can't win them all. Yeah, I um this past episode. So I was um I didn't hate the um the 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 one not this past week, the week before with the uh the Japanese restaurant, I believe it was. Yeah. I didn't hate that one all that much. I thought it was okay. It was an impossible bar to match the the week prior the because one. that was one of the best curb episodes that I can remember. Um but this past one was was quite bad. The the guy on the roof and um, you know, pretty much everything that happened in this past episode, I was just kind of like, who cares? Yeah. And that's things like, I don't, I don't like busting out the phone during Curb Your Enthusiasm. I quite like my Sunday night. Uh, what do we think? Do we care enough about this football game to keep watching it? Or do we jump into insecure and Curb Your Enthusiasm? And it's so fun once the decision is made to say, all right, football you're done for the week or I'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's insecure and curb time. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, if I've, I don't think that I've watched a single Sunday night football game since HBO Sundays came back. Cause I, I, there's so much TV that I now watch that airs on Sunday. Um, like so much so that it bleeds into Monday. I'm, I'm big on succession, insecure, uh curb your enthusiasm that's all i i stick to hbo's on sundays and like that's Mm. my entire night to close out the week then the next day i will watch the recorded episodes of yellowstone and um mayor of kingstown so uh, nice mayor of kingstown is starting to get starting to get good i know that i was um you know i i was quite mad about the bait and switch that that show pulled and i told you about it and it's quite greasy and I I was very much on the fence through like two episodes, but it's starting to get better and I'm into it. I still, this is going to, I'm just going to sound so basic, but I, I can't believe that there's a show called Mayor of Kingstown. After Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I thought, yeah. I thought that Mayor of Easttown was actually about the mayor. And I thought that like mayor was just like mocking the way that Pennsylvania people talk. Yeah. So I legitimately thought that the, like, how many mayor shows are they going to make that are called Mayor of Blank Town? I'll check that out at some point. I mean, I'm I'm keeping a pretty light TV schedule these days. The only things I think I'm doing religiously are Insecure and Curb. Still don't watch Succession famously. I've stopped my rewatch of Jersey Shore. Just don't have the time for it. Really just been doing a lot of movies. So, I'll, I mean, I, I got to do Succession at some point. Yeah, you do. I mean, Succession is one of the best shows on TV. And I I um I wasn't crazy about the start to this season and I tweeted about it, which was I I legitimately you know how I am with Twitter, like I usually don't care if people get mad at the things that I say or if I have like an unpopular opinion, but like everybody's so fucking nuts over Succession and protective of it. That I like kind of sat with it for a few days, whether or not I wanted to to say that like the first four episodes or so weren't didn't really didn't really do much for me. 
I thought that yeah. it was very slow, very static. Um, but then once they're once they started to break out of that, I was like, okay, I'm ready to tweet. Like now it's getting good, and the past few episodes have been good. But yeah, you definitely have to go back and you have to watch like the first three seasons and then catch up because it is a very very good show. Uh, love and insecure this season. Yeah, same. Although insecure is insecure is sneaky um, of the parks and rec rec cloth of like was there ever really a time that like you weren't super invested in it where you were like i don't really care about this story right now like like maybe like the the seventh or eighth isa and molly falling out got tiresome at some point but Mm -hmm. i don't ever really remember being like insecure isn't this good this season during its run yeah, I I definitely get like tired of certain storylines, but I you know I don't think that it's ever been bad, and and I think it's a hard to it's hard for a show like that to be bad, especially when you're already invested. You know, mm-hmm. like it, you're just interested in the characters, and they're never. I think that sometimes they go like overboard and they exaggerate like the characters, and that's what more annoys me than anything. But like the storylines are always interesting. The the stuff's always relatable and I'm invested in the characters. So it, I'm, I'm never like tuned out and it's only 30 minutes. So it's, yeah. it's hard to like, it seems like those episodes fly by. You know, which character is quite growing on me. This might be an unpopular opinion. Who? Like that Crenshaw fellow. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is a real pain in Issa's butt. Yeah. He, and, comes, but he's like, he's a real dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she comes with the brownies, she calls olive brownies as the peace offering. And he's basically like, yo, it seems like you're only here because you need something. And whatever, we're different people. Let's just go our own ways. And she she goes, I'm taking my brownies back. He just so, ca- it, it very Don Draper, I don't think about you at all, just responds, and brownies wasn't hitting anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so <laughs> he didn't good. even try a brownie. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> no. just like, those brownies suck. Yeah, that yeah, was uh, Crenshaw. It's my guy. Yeah, there's been some very there's been some like laugh out loud scenes and lines in Insecure this season, especially the past couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, I know exactly where you're going. The 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 scene of uh, Mo- it sounds dark, but like the scene of Molly's mom being in the hospital that entire yeah. opening sequence was hilarious and then this past episode with uh with isa shooting the baby <laughs> like a basketball was outstanding just so unexpected yeah they do like the full like dream sequence type thing but they i love when those go a little too long because when those start you're like is this real? Is this not real? But then once it's going for like, I don't know, 60 seconds, you're like, well, it's a short show. They don't have enough time to be setting up like a long fake scene. Yeah. She goes over. They have a little awkward chit chat. She's the baby. They're like, you can hold him. <laughs> she fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah. shoots them. So good. Shoots Horrible. Uh, yeah, though, I- I'm I'm sad to see Insecure end because once it is over. Like, knowing that I don't watch a ton of TV anymore, I'm like, what are going to be my shows? And that's not true. I do watch a ton of TV. I still watch sports, and I do whatever nonsense stuff. But I don't have, like, a gotta watch this show show once 
um, once Insecure or Curb isn't on, and Better Call Saul, who knows what the hell's happening with that. It comes back every like six years. But uh, so does Father John Misty, apparently. He teased, he's got something coming out, which needed that. Maybe it's going to be like, the rumors are like April or something, which is so far away, but he's at least teasing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy that he's alive and showing that he's alive. Um, I am very excited because I believe that the you said the album is done. That's what all the scuttlebutt is. Okay. Yeah, so, album like done, ready to go. That's what. Yeah, I I wish that the tease was not so um, not so vague or mysterious. Like, yeah. I have no idea what, what that means or is. So I know that he canceled his show uh, at the Philharmonic. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, uh, I, I'm i just excited to see what, what he's got because the last few years have provided plenty of material for him to, to, to get yeah. into his feelings about. Yeah. Um, shot a music video recently, too. So maybe at some point there will be a uh, single or something like that. But... Yeah, it's weird. I mean, he gave he put out two awesome albums in back to back years and then uh, wasn't around when the world was really going to shit. So eager to see what he he has. I uh, agree with you. Uh, You haven't watched Get Back, right? I have not yet. No, man. I don't know how much like non Beatles heads will enjoy it, but I actually think they'll enjoy it. I think the I think that this is going to be like the last dance where like even if you're not a big basketball fan, you watch it and like you learn all the main characters and the players and everything and you get swept up in all of the the drama of it. It's fine. I I gobbled that shit up. I watched it as quickly as I possibly could. Strongest strongest recommend. Yeah, the uh I'm interested in it. I don't have much invest much invested in the Beatles. Um I'm not a huge Beatles guy, but I do love behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. you know from what I've heard, it's about as behind the scenes as like you can get. And Yes. And so I'm fascinated by that and I'm I'm interested to check it out and you know maybe it'll get me into the Beatles, who knows. Yeah, I mean, you never know what gets somebody into. I was wondering how many people would get into the Beatles from this because let it be is the second to last album they recorded, but it's the last album that came out. Um, and it is not their strongest work at all. It's got a lot of great songs. It's got the long and winding road and let it be. And I've got a feeling and don't let me down, but, um, and other very good songs, but like, it's as far as like the Beatles go, it's not like, that like top tier, super well done stuff. So I'm wondering if people will watch it and be like, wait, this is like the the, the great, brilliant Beatles. This is like a bunch of guys sitting around being mean to each other and like not really getting anything done. But but isn't that like, it's, isn't that music and isn't that bands? Like that's a lot of the dynamic of bands, isn't it? Oh yeah. There's so much jamming. Like 80% of it, I would say, is just them just like sitting around and jamming on old songs and dicking around and it's great. You see George quit. You see Ringo and Paul like have a conversation about like what are we going to do about Yoko? You see all this stuff and you hear all this stuff that you just never thought would ever be around. So strongest, strongest recommend. I hope people watch it and check that shit 
out.